Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9-0 crusher, have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Welcome to a very special edition of the Chase for 28 podcast. Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer officially. My name is Chris. I am joined by my Yankee podcast compadre, AJ, for a very special episode. What's up, AJ? What is going on, Mr. Chris? Happy special episode. Happy special episode. Today was a big day in Yankee land. Big day. Instant reactions. What do you got? Not not a victory, but great day for Yankees galore. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know I wasn't supposed to bring it up, but there's my dig. There you go. (laughs) So just so you know, listener... We are not talking about the 2021 Yankees. We are focusing solely on Derek Jeter. Number two, Derek Jeter. Number two. Let me just start right there. That move right there after the passing of Bob Shepard was, I think, one of the coolest, classiest things that Derek Jeter did kind of off the field, but yet involved what happens on the field by using Bob Shepard to introduce him Mm -hmm. for the duration of his career. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, dude, he's he's class. Like he's class personified. I mean, it's exactly what he is. It's exactly what he does. You know, that's who the guy is. I mean, never really a misstep in his career, scandal free for the most part. I mean, for the most part, yeah. I mean, we're not going to talk about autographed baseballs to lucky young women, but <laughs> gift basket, <laughs> validated parking. You know, that that's that that's not what we're here to do. You know, D- Derek Jeter was. A phenomenal ball player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets nearly the credit he deserves for being no, the player he was. No, sir. And I don't say that as a Yankee fan. I say that as just a fan of the game and having watched baseball for a good portion of my life. He is a really good baseball player, a Hall of Fame baseball player. Yeah, and I agree. You know, watching the game of baseball, he came up in a very tough situation. He came up with it was him. A-Rod, and Nomar, who were supposed Nomar. to take baseball by storm, right? While, while Jeter was not the best of that bunch, he was the one who won the most. So I think when people look at him overall, first of all, they see him as a Yankee, and that's automatically, you know, hate-filled speech because he's only good because he's on the Yankees. No, he made the Yankees great. They were not good, really, until he started doing his thing. Like, A-Rod put up personal numbers, and that's always something that A-Rod's going to do. Nomar was very good, but he wasn't a winner. Like, he didn't drive the team 
to, to make them go above and beyond. You know, I, I think I was listening to Michael K on the radio today and he had mentioned that when Boston came back from 3-0 against the Yankees, Nomar was not playing. Nomar was sitting. <laughs> yeah. You know? he yeah. Was not, he's not, he wasn't there. So he was not a winner. Jeter was the winner. And I hate when everybody says that he wasn't good at this, he wasn't good at that. The guy was solid. The guy was a winner. The guy was up in, in the biggest spots and he'd always find a way to succeed. You know, he was like the Michael Jordan on the baseball field. Always ball in his hand at the right moments. And that's hard and, for and baseball. It, it is, again, the hardest sport to play. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, how, how great he was. and But, but you know, he wasn't perfect. You know, he, he did fail. You know, again, he's a Hall of Famer. And, you know, in, in baseball, you fail seven out of ten times and you'll make the Hall of Fame, right? I saw a featurette uh, that was on, I guess, MLB Network that was a sit-down with him and uh, Harold Reynolds. I don't know if you saw this, but a little pre-induction interview and he asked Derek what he thought his best season was and Derek's response was 1996 1998 1999 2000 and 2009 yeah of course and again he's he always says the right thing which is not easy to do and he said it that way and Harold kind of laughed and he's like because that's when we won and that's what it was all about He's he's team first, you know. He, the guy always loved the Yankees, so this was like his legit dream come true. And if he could do anything to help the team be successful, he did, and he was proud of that. And he was proud of the success of the team. You know, fun fact: at first, when Jeter came up, I wasn't really a big Jeter guy. I was not a huge fan. I don't know why. I, I was something about him. Maybe the way he played. Maybe just didn't seem like. I don't know. Maybe I didn't think he was going to do anything, but he grew on me. And, and like the way he played, it grew on me, and and I was very happy that he was on our team for all those years. That's surprising to hear anybody say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because back in 1996, I was a that was the start of my, you know, I finished eighth grade, and in that fall, you know, became a a freshman in high school. And only a few weeks ago did I realize that Derek Jeter is only seven years older than me. Right. <laughs> right. And in 1996. You know, he, he he goes off and, you know, wins Rookie of the Year and, you know, his first World Series. And uh, I, I I was in, in, in love with Derek Jeter as much as the next teenage girl in hey 1996. Now. Hey, now. <laughs> you wanted one of those gifts back, it's huh? <laughs> well, not at the age of 15. <laughs> we didn't know about that yet. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't know about that. <laughs> um, but AJ, I prepared, as we typically do in a regular episode, we've got some Yankee trivia, and I've got two questions. See what I did there? I've got like two it. questions for this episode. wonder why. I know, right? So first question, AJ. Yep. What number did Derek Jeter express interest in wearing prior to being issued number two? Number two. Um, you want me to answer now? I think I actually know this answer. I, I, what? You could share your thought, and okay. I will certainly come back with the right answer later in the episode before we leave. Oh, why don't we? Why don't we? All right. So ask the question now. I'll, I'll answer later. Okay. Uh, and our second question: What Yankee wore number two the longest? Number two. Number two. So this one two I don't, questions. I don't have any idea. 
Yeah, this is one I had. To, I had. I had to do a little digging, some little, little some hardcore research. Little Google. L- little Google. Google. There you go. So we will certainly give you the answer to those two questions before we bid you adieu Gee. for this episode. I like it. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, AJ. So Derek Jeter is now a Hall of Famer, and we have the official unveiling Ooh. of his Hall of Fame plaque. Have you seen it? I have seen the plaque. Do you, are you looking at it right now? Yeah, actually I am, because you gave me the link to look at, and I decided, sure, I should look at this. All right. I gotta be AJ, honest. I, some go of the, ahead. Some of the pictures never look like the guy. This is like spot on. Like, it's Derek Jeter. Yes, he looks like something out of Star Wars, where he's trapped it, in that's the... That's uh, little, <laughs> little Han Solo. I don't, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. So is it Han Solo? Yeah. Is it the guy? All right. Yeah. All right, uh, but So you've got thing. the plaque up. Yeah. No, I, I could care less about Star Wars. Sure. Sorry. I'll turn in my nerd card on the way out. Okay. <laughs> um, AJ, read the plaque. I feel like like you could, like if we were going to host one of these ceremonies at Yankee okay. Stadium, you would read the plaque. So All right, let me, uh, why don't yeah, you read the plaque? Let me get into uh, <clears throat> let me get into the mood, set the mood here. Set the tone. Derek Sanderson Jeter, the captain, New York, AL, 1995 to 2014. Heartbeat of a Yankees dynasty defined a two-decade run of Bronx dominance that produced 17 postseason appearances, seven American League pennants, and five World Series championships, selected to 14 All-Star games, and named 1996 AL Rookie of the Year, winner of five Gold Glove Awards, appearing in all, all his 2,674 games in the field at shortstop totaled 200 or more hits in eight seasons, retiring sixth all-time with 3,465. A lot of hits. Scored 1,923 runs with 100 or more in 13 seasons. In a record 158 postseason games, batted 308 with 111 runs, 200 hits, 32 doubles, and 20 homers earned 2000 World Series Most Valuable Player Award. You know what really stands out to me of all those accolades? The final one, where when you look at his postseason, it's basically another full season of play. And in In, another full season... In crunch time. In crunch time, no less, where every game, all 158 of those games were very important, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Batted over 300... Typical Jeter, 200 hits, doubles, you know, wasn't a power guy for his career, but 20 home runs and was in essence MVP caliber. Of course. So you mentioned about him being clutch and, you know, we've heard over the last, you know, 20 plus years about, you know, he brings the intangibles to the table Mm -hmm. and I heard it put really well today when the spotlight shined on him, he shined brighter. I like that. And that that just really made it for me today. And, you know, it, it's while it's happy, it's also kind of like I look at myself and I'm like, damn, I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> My dad texted me and he said, you know, I, he got to watch a little bit of the uh, the speech today and everything. And uh, I mentioned the high school thing. And he's like, yeah, but look at it this way. Now you both have the same haircut. <laughs> Good for you guys. <laughs> so let me ask you something. Um I was talking to my sons about this today because, you know, we were watching the Yankee game and all that kind of stuff. And they were talking about Derek Jeter. And my son said to me, 
who's Derek Jeter? And at first I thought maybe I did a bad job as a dad. But like there's so many Yankees that I have to teach him about. I speak to him as one because only one really is a huge baseball fan. There's so many Yankees I have to teach about. You know, I've mentioned Derek Jeter before as a shortstop, as this, as that. But like he said, how come I don't hear about him like I do Babe Ruth? I was like, oh, how do I explain this? So like that's a that's really interesting, right? Like we're talking about greatest Yankees, like yeah, Babe Ruth, but maybe because Babe Ruth is the one who kind of like set the game and put the game as to what it is. Derek Jeter is such a low key, amazing well, player. Here's the thing with that: if you if we have that conversation just for a second or so, Babe Ruth transcended the sport, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Derek didn't transcend baseball, right? Now you're getting into this conversation. Maybe this would be something fun for the offseason where, you know, who are the greatest Yankee Hall of Famers? You know, that, that like it's, it's those kind of conversations. Yeah. Right. Mm. You know, if you if you're going to do a Yankee Mount Rushmore, who are those four faces you're putting on the Mount Rushmore of Yankee history? Yeah, I dig it. So I dig it. Winter is coming <laughs> <laughs> sooner rather than later. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. In, in many ways. <laughs> But, you know, and actually, it's funny. So my, my youngest, he is six, and I was watching clips today of some speech excerpts and, you know, the Howard Reynolds thing. And he was like, oh, you know, I, I want to see it, Daddy. Mm. And I showed it to him, and we were watching together on my phone. And they kept saying, you know, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter. He goes, he doesn't look like a dog. Here's why my six-year-old says that. Go for it. I have two dogs, mm. one of which is named Jeter. Ah, that'll do so, it. Jeter to my six-year-old is yep. one of our dogs. Yep. That'll do it. That'll do it. My oldest has some idea. Yeah. Now, granted, he was two when he retired. Right. But right. he's he's getting more into the game like, like yours, and they're about, they're about the same age. Yep. Um, right. So, yeah. But yeah, a lot of Yankees to talk about and teach yeah, about. It really is. And like, low-key Yankees, too. Like, Jeter is like top... You know, my son knows Paul O'Neill because... Paul O'Neill is he's in the booth. Like, he's in the booth. He hears him. He's one of my favorite Yankees of all time. I love his intensity. So I talk about that. So he gets that one. But like now I got to add Derek Cheater. I've talked about Bernie Williams. I talked about Mo. So got to do a better job getting Cheater in there. Yeah, you're a horrible Yankee I'm father. Terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, we put together. Well, I did the work. But you did the work. I'm, I'm gonna let you take some credit for it. No, I did nothing. Uh, we we have put together our top five Derek Jeter moments. AJ, do you want to introduce them, or do we want to just let it roll and we can discuss briefly each one? What do you want to do? Let's let it roll. Let's, let's, let's take a minute for each one. All right. Our number five Derek Jeter moment. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Up in the left field, bleaches over the high wall. Derek Jeter hits a home run for the Yankees, and the Yankees take a 2-0 lead. Pretty nice to get your first big league home run on opening day, and Derek Jeter is going to be a player, and and John was just talking about it. This kid is tall. He's about 6'2", 6'3". He's mature. He's got great range at shortstop. He's got a great mindset, a great work ethic, and he's going to hit, and he's going to hit for big numbers. The Yankees simply have that patience because he's going to have some growing pain. This kid's going to be a star. That was opening day, 1996. Yankees in Cleveland. 
Derek Jeter hitting a home run on opening day. Like, shouldn't that just been like that? Should have been it. Like, everybody should have known at that point, like what his, what he was going to do. Longtime Yankee hits a home run, first game, opening day, nineteen ninety six. There you go, rookie. We'll see. Hey, rook. But see, now here's the funny thing. So, again, in hearing some different interviews, he talked about. Uh, he, he was talking about George Steinbrenner and even, you know, in the interviews and even his speech, how, you know, you had to perform or else George would have gotten rid of you. So there was no option to not be successful. And he certainly shined in that role and as a as a player for this team. Always did. Every time. Every time. Every time. All right. Next up. Let's see. That was five. Number four. You got to wait for a gapper. Coming down the line, fielded with his bare hand, a shovel to Posada, and Giambi is out. What an unbelievable play by Jeter. Tommy, this is unbelievable. Jeter comes out of nowhere, grabs the ball with a little shovel pass into Posada. Posada makes the play. This could have been tough for, on Spencer. Look at Jeter. What is he even doing over there? I remember watching that one live. Like, Shane Spencer coming out of the corner, missing the cutoff man completely. I, Unbelievable. I, I, I would still love to see that angle of what Jeter was doing, like that entire play, like watching it happen, watching it unfold. How in God's green earth did he get to the first baseline? I, I would love to see where he was, where he was. You know, like, we, like we what only possessed see him angle. to even think to move down the like Because right. the shortstop never goes there. Right. He, he, would, he would be on second. He would be covering third, covering third. backing up. Absolutely. Something. It's, it's, I just wish like we had the cameras now. You know, whatever we have now, if we had that, then we would have been able to see, like, how he, like, maneuvering throughout the field. I would have loved to seen that. Because we see, like, two angles. We see the camera following Shane Spencer, and then we see the, the camera cut from center field to, to a home plate. You know? And, like, I'd love to see, like, what would a replay look like on the flip? Was he safe? Was he out? Like, Here, he here's the problem, him. AJ. Look, here's what I think. Yeah, if that play happens today... I think that call is overturned. No, I don't know about that. It, it's close, but you can see his foot never went down. Like Jeremy Giambi, just slide, dude. Slide, <laughs> slide or avoid, man. Come on. <laughs> maybe we'll have that debate, and maybe we'll have to like live stream us breaking down the film. But okay. I, I, as you as you were, I was hoping you'd go there because I was going to bring it up. But to me, I'm thinking that is in our lifetime the. Was Jackie Robinson safer uh, out? Did Yogi Berra tag him? Thought the same thing. Thought yeah. the same thing. And it was funny because I sent you a video on social media yeah. with some kids who reenacted that play. That was fun. And your response was safe. Well, I think that, I mean, somebody slowed it down and took a screenshot right before the kid hit the plate. Like, it looked like the kid was out, but that was, I don't know. The kids might have been a little bit, a little bit off there. <laughs> I, I think the play could potentially have been overturned. I don't know. I don't know if we're in the modern day. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Number three. Next up. So we've got the opening day home run. We've got the flip. Here's number three. Hanging on my wall. One, two. He loops out the left field. Going to be a tough play. Jeter on the run. Makes the play. Wow. And flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. 
Wow, Cheetah really banged yeah, himself he, up. Wow. I think he caught the, you could see the redness in his face. He oh, caught yeah. the bar of that uh, box. What a play. Oh, wow. my goodness. His whole face is great. You don't have to see a play like that. Any better play. My, oh, my. See the blood on his jersey, yeah. I believe. What a play by Derek Jeter. My, oh, my. Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching an incredible baseball game. That was an unbelievable give-up-your-body play. Mom and Dad are obviously concerned. That was a play that he didn't care what happened. He had to catch that baseball down the left field line. Yeah, you can see the swelling already on the cheekbone. Let me start by saying that as again as a part. So that's obviously Derek Jeter flying into the stands, making that catch mm. against Boston. Again, I go back to this uh, little featurette he did with uh, Harold Reynolds, and he asked him about that play. And he's like, you know, Derek, people say, you know, did you have to go into the stands? And he looks into the camera, breaking eye contact with Harold Reynolds. And he goes, if I could have stopped, I would have. And he goes, why why are you looking in the camera? Why are you not looking at me? He goes, because I want everybody to know. And they put it back on his eyes. If I could have stopped, I would have stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's tough as nails, man. A lot of people would give up on that play or, or, you know, whatever. He, He was all out. All out. Yeah. Now, granted, again, with with the last highlight, we talked about what would happen in the modern day. Mm-hmm. If that happened today, he would have got caught by the net like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worse for him. Who knows? <laughs> he would have been all like tangled up. Yep. The only thing would better, need an Aquaman to come get him out. <laughs> the only thing better about that play is if he would have stayed in the game. Like if he just kept going, like ah, yeah, so it's a little blood, no big deal. Right. <laughs> AJ, he's not a hockey player. <laughs> he's Derek Jeter, man. <laughs> um but yeah obviously you know phenomenal play regular season and you know anything we do against boston is always yeah. that much sweeter yeah exactly magnified <laughs> and i remember that 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 slogan from at some point in his career ain't nothing sweeter than Derek jeter <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard that one <laughs> that might have been a sports center thing okay <laughs> could have been uh Stu- Stuart scott or something i don't know one of those gift baskets <laughs> <laughs> you really hung up on these gift baskets my friend sorry i saw i saw Our, somebody i'll just it made me laugh somebody actually said remember when espn used to do sports and they had a picture posted of the Derek jeter like girls in the field that made me think of the gift baskets i just saw it before we hit record tonight and also uh i saw remember when espn used to do the commercials with the athletes in the commercials yes. jeter did one <laughs> Derek jeter was in a cup he was in one really yeah there was one where he was uh it was in a locker room, okay. and he went to go pull out his razor to shave. So, like, they were doing the play on, you know, Yankees got to be clean shaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the razor had all this green fuzz in it. Oh, right. I remember that one. I remember that. And it was, uh, I guess, the, the Boston yeah, Wally. mascot mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I remember that. No, nothing, nothing beats the uh, the big, uh, we don't talk a lot of Red Sox, but the uh, the big poppy one where he's trying on oh, the Yankee hat. And <laughs> the Jorge Posada? Yeah. Yes. That's that probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> All right. Speaking of one of the best ones we've ever seen, that certainly is Derek Jeter. And here is uh, the number two. Number two. Or AJ, you do it. Number two. Number two, number two moment. The three two. That one's drilled deep to left field. Going back, Joyce. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Oh, what a way to join the 3,000 hit. 
the glorious history of the franchise, and he does it with a home run. And a 37-year-old captain of the Yankees, number two, Derek Jeter, does it on this beautiful July afternoon in New York City. I'm let you take this because you were there. I was there. I was there. I have it all on camera. My old iPhone sitting there. I was in the. I was in the. I was behind home plate, but I was like up there. Right. It was like a last minute. My brother-in-law called me. He's like, "Do you want to go to the game tomorrow?" I was like, "Um." It's like you know, it's just July. I'm like, "Uh, I guess." He's like, "He's like, you know, Derek Jeter might get his three thousandth hit. You don't want to miss that." I was like, "Yeah, you're you're right." So I went and I, and I remember being there. I was like, I was like, my luck. This is never gonna happen. <laughs> and <I'm> like, so <laughs> Typical like, AJ. No, like I was like, I'm I'm gonna miss it. Like I used to go to games when Griffey was in town, and I never see Griffey hit a home run. Blah blah blah. So I was like, oh, it's not gonna happen. He's probably gonna go big over. And his first that bad dude hits a home run off David Price, and I'm like, dude just went yard. I was like, I have it on video, and then he continued to go five for five that day. <laughs> yes. People forget that, I think. Right? Five for five. Like, <laughs> why just get 3,000? Why not keep going? Awesome moment. Awesome. Now, l- l- let me ask you this. One, jealous, because I think I only found out before we hit record that you were there, yeah. which is super cool. Right. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think he should have played or could have played two or three more years and maybe got to that hit record all time? I, I, I mean, should he have? No. No, because could he have? Yes. Should he have? No. I, I, I don't I don't think his skills were still there. I think we saw him getting a little more injured. Um, uh, we started seeing age take over. You know, father time always wins. So I think he was he, he was still playing, but he wasn't like he wasn't Derek Jeter. And I think the way his career ended, you can't ask for anything more than that. That's true. And obviously, uh, people might know where we're going with our mm-hmm. number one moment. But I will say this in maybe in a Marvel what if a, a Yankee right. what if you, you you can follow me on this one. Yep. Let's say he played three more years and he played in 2015, 2016 and 2017, maybe 2017. Again, that's the year the Astros won the World Series mm-hmm. and the Yankees kind of rebuilt and came out of nowhere to get within a game of going back to the World Series with the baby bombers. Maybe those bombers win the World Series with a Derek Jeter who is in his last season, who goes in, wins the World Series after setting the all-time hit record in his final season. If we're going to play the what-if game, I'm going to go back to my last point. If, what if he wasn't hurt? Like I said, I, I think a lot of the the change that started taking place was simply because he was he was getting hurt a lot. True. And, and he wasn't going to play third base for the New York no, Yankees. He was not going to play the outfield. He was not going to play first base. He was the Yankee shortstop. The end. There you go. The end. The end. <laughs> All right. Just thought I would throw no, it out it's, there. It's a great question because you always wonder. Like, that. what if? Like, I wonder if he wonders that. I don't think he wonders that at all. <laughs> I think he's perfectly happy and left when he wanted yeah, to probably. leave. <laughs> I mean, dude started a family as soon as he left, so like you can't you can't go wrong for everything he did. He did yes. everything the right way. Who, who, my dad also pointed out to me that he is forty seven and his wife is thirty one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, our final top Derek Jeter moment number one. Casey counts him down. <laughs> Here we go. And that brings up Jeter. Now for the empty. Number two, Derek 
Jeter. Meat deals. Base hit to right field. Here comes Richardson. Here's the throw from Marquez. Richardson is safe. Derek Jeter ends his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. Did you have any doubt? I will start by saying that I know and have heard a few people say what you will about Michael K that hate that call where fantasy becomes reality. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Cause you can't, I, 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 mean, I shouldn't say you can't script it, you but can't. Like, just a great call, like, a great moment. Of course it happened. And it wasn't even supposed to like the game was over. No, again, I, I heard him. He was talking that, uh, he told, he told, uh, Girardi, take me out. Like before that, like they were up by two runs. Right. The game was over. <laughs> like get, get me out of the game. I, I'm good. Boom, bang, boom, two home runs. Game is tied. <laughs> and he knows he's batting third, and Derek Jeter Amazing. said that he, uh, you know, as he's approaching the plate, he said in this interview, I, I said, God, you got one more? You got one more moment for me? <laughs> so even he was looking for yep. it. So Yep, that's the truth. Good for Derek. Good for like, again, you, you're not going to get much better than that. What a, what a moment. Ain't nothing sweeter what a moment than Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter. <laughs> what a moment. What a great hit. I remember watching that live, and I was like, of course, of course beautiful beautiful there you go (laughs) all right so you who's listening we hope you've enjoyed this little bit of a look back over the career of Derek Jeter and we certainly appreciate you listening taking the time to make the chase for 28 a part of your Yankee fandom and uh before we go we want to come at you with the answers to our two trivia questions and we're gonna let AJ take a stab at it from uh Section 426, row 8, seat 2. Ooh. So he's got his placards. He's okay. got his ready to go. So our first question, AJ, what number did Derek Jeter express interest in wearing prior to being issued number two? Just saying, you do not give me any multiple choice in this one. So if, I'm, if we're going to play that game, that's not really fair. But that's true. I, I feel. What do you got? Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I feel like, and I, I think I know this one. I think the answer is number 13. You are correct. Oh. Jeter initially expressed interest in taking number 13, Jim Leyritz's number, because he wore that number in high school as a salute to his father, Charles, who played uh, at Fisk University. So he initially looked to wear number 13. And, you know, we certainly know, you know, Dr. Charles Jeter Doctor. played a prominent role and, you know, always in the stands. Mm-hmm. Always. So he was going to honor his father. There you go. And actually, uh, uh, additionally on that, when he reported to Yankee camp in 1996, he was surprised to see a double-digit number, 17. Oh, Gerald Williams. And uh, Gerald Williams wore number 27. Oh, there was 17. Okay, I know. What do I know? I know that because I know all things 27. Sure you do. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but according to Jeter's uh, agent, um, he successfully lobbied to get number two back. Because I think he initially wore number two in 1995, mm-hmm. and obviously, even at that young age, understood the significance of numbers of single digit numbers. Of single digit mm-hmm. numbers. <laughs> uh, so there you go. There you go. Look at that. And we'll throw out another little fun fact before we get to question number two. Uh, the last Yankee to wear it before Jeter was Mike Gallego. I knew that one. Oh yeah. Oh Gallego. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he wore it with the Yankees, uh, then continued to wear it with the A's. Yep. 
and then wore it as a coach with the Rockies until Troy Tulowitzki asked for it in 2007 for his respect for Jeter. All right. So you are one for one. Let's see if you can go two for two, a la Jeter. Here is your second question, AJ. What Yankee wore number two the longest? Yeah, I've got no idea for this one because the only thing I can think of, like like you just said, is Gallego, who I know is number two. I don't know anybody else who wore number two besides Gallego, and he didn't wear it for twenty years, so I, I don't know the answer to this one. The answer is, and it, it's, it's got to be a coach. I don't know if it's a, it's not a trick. Well, they, it's not really a it's sort of a trick. Okay. Uh, so the answer is Frank Crossetti. Crossetti. Crossetti, who wore number two as a player. Oh. In 1945 and 1946. Uh, just before my time. And then proceeded to continue on as a coach until 1968. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, where he years? wore number two. 24 years okay. he wore the number two. Right. Good for him. Frank Cassetti, everybody. Yeah, there you go. There's some, there's some interesting people on this list of people who wore number two. Bobby Mercer also wore number two. Okay. Uh, Yogi Berra's son, Dale, oh. wore the number two. But obviously, the greatest number two of all time, Mike Gallego, Derek Jeter, oh, Mike Gallego, <laughs> Paul Blair. <laughs> Do you know who the first person to wear number two is? I, I, I honestly don't. That would be Mark Koenig. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1929 nope. and 1930. I wonder if at that point they just started giving out numbers like we used to in Little League here. One, two, three, four. You get number nine and you're done. <laughs> Because it was the smallest jersey. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a fun list. I'll, I'll include the list where, actually, it's a, it's over at yankeenumbers.com. So it's all things Yankees and numbers for the Yankees. <laughs> all right. If you want to share your favorite Derek Jeter memory, we would love to hear from you. You can email us, feedback at chasefor28.com. You can also tweet at us at Chase for 28 pod. Thank you for listening. And AJ, how can people support the show? Yeah, you got three ways to support the show. As always, we appreciate your listening. So do us a favor and support our show in one of these three ways. Tell a Yankee fan about this podcast. Let them know. You can always become a legend by visiting chasefor28.com slash legend and grab some Chase for 28 merch. We're going to hit those stadiums next year. We want to see some of this merch. Chasefor28.com slash merch. Get what you want. Get a t-shirt. Get a hoodie. Get a beer koozie. Whatever. Make it look good. Follow us on Twitter at Chase28Pod. And we would love to interact with you. Absolutely. Uh, I will also include a link to a uh, Derek Jeter Hall of Fame shirt that I designed last year. Oh, yeah. So I will include a link to that. It says uh, Cooperstown, where the S is the number two. Number two. And it's one of the more popular shirts that I've put out into the ether that is the internet. It sold two. <laughs> no, I have sold a lot of these I'm shirts. Kidding. So I'm just saying. And uh, we'll say let's go Yankees because we'll throw here at the end. Currently, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> we'll get to that on Friday. Well, so we when we come to, back with our regular. a fun one. Like, do we? Have to talk about this nonsense. We we have uh, to talk about the Yankees because here's the thing: we ha- we didn't get the chance to talk about them while they were on their winning streak. That's we true. didn't get a chance to talk about them while they were coming just out of their winning streak. And 
we have to help them, AJ. We need to get here live on a Friday night and get them back on track. <laughs> one and nine yeah. in their last 10. But that's all we're going to say about the 2021 Yankees. And we are going to say goodbye. And I'm going to close it out with some words from the captain. So let's go, Yankees. We'll see you Friday. Thanks, AJ. And here is Derek Jeter one more time. Congrats, DJ. Conclude with a message to the players in Major League Baseball right now and the young kids who may be starting out with a dream just like I have. You know, this is a game that requires sacrifice, dedication, discipline, and focus. You know, it's a game of failure. It teaches you teamwork. It teaches you humility. The one common thread with all of us here on stage is that we understand that there's no one individual bigger than the game. The game goes on, and it goes on because of the great fans we have. So take care of it, protect it, respect it, Don't take the time you have to play for granted. And remember the most important thing, like I said earlier, it's more than just a game. You know, the greatest to ever play in the Hall of Fame family, they're all watching. And I personally can't wait to welcome a few of you on this very stage, just as I I have been by so many others. So thank you all once again. It's, it's It's been a hell of a ride.